Well, let's get into first things first. So um, after Mass, you are all invited to come over to our rectory. You can kind of walk straight through here. Um, and uh, Pat made some Mount Tepioc dirt cakes, so you can have some of those. And then I did not make anything. I just went to the store and bought guacamole, which we're calling guacalupe. So we'll have that after Mass, the important things first, uh, to celebrate, because there's no point really in, in, in doing a consecration if you're not going to celebrate uh, it's one thing if I had to say the Catholic Church does poorly at. We have all these feast days, and sometimes we just don't celebrate very well. I just want to turn your attention to the image of, of, of Guadalupe, and maybe you've heard these things before. Um, but as, I, as I, kept, I keep looking at this image and I keep learning about this image, I keep thinking of, like, this is such a mystery, and I don't really understand it. And sometimes I like to put a play on words, but I kept thinking, like, oh, my God, right? Oh my God, would you look at this image, right? Guadalupe, that is. I am not committing a sin because I'm saying Guad, not God. Um, but I just want you to look at the image and I, I want you to um, just gaze upon Mary's humility, right? So the thing in this image is, is it's not even about her, <laughs> yet she's the one who's shown here. Her head is bowed, her eyes are, her eyes are barely open. But her head is bowed because she wants you to look at the one in her womb, right? And she's living her magnificat, those words we just heard. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. So she's, she's not even pointing to herself. And the, the history of this image is it was on December 12th that Our Lady appeared to Juan Diego, or Juanito, as she called him a few days ago on December 9th, 1531. And she appeared to him, but the image was given on the tilma, or the cactus poncho, if you want to call it, to Juan Diego. And, and the mystery of all this is that the, the image, um, it's not even on the cactus. It's not painted. They can't figure out how it's there. Scientists have looked at this particular canvas, and it's actually off. And the other weird thing about this image is if they studied it, it has a temperature of 98.6 degrees at all times. And certain times, when they put a stethoscope up to the image, it has a heartbeat. And that's not even like the, the mystery of it all, but that's kind of like showing how this is such a mystery. And the, and the cactus, if you had a cactus poncho, it should only last about 15 years. Maybe 30 if you got a good one, right? But this particular image on this poncho of, that was imprinted by, on Juan Diego's poncho, it's over 480 years old and it has not disintegrated since. How do these things happen? I would say mainly because love does strange things to convince you that you are worth it, to convince you that Jesus is God, to convince you that we must be sold out for Christ just as much, if not more, than Mary is. And Mary would do anything for you to know how much Jesus loves you. Anything. And in this time period, what's going on as, as, as this image is being imprinted upon the, um, the tilma of, of Juan Diego is that the Aztec people live a very vicious lifestyle. They would sacrifice up to a thousand people at each temple. 
And they would always try to find at least one person to literally take their heart out of their body and offer it to their gods. So that's kind of the context there. Abortion was actually very popular. Uh, sacrificing children was very popular. And Our Lady comes into that moment as the different Franciscans and, and Christians are trying to teach people about Jesus, and they're, they're having a hard time because they're being threatened to be killed all the time. And in that stress, in that, in that moment of even 15 years before, millions of people leaving the Catholic Church, something amazing is about to happen, but it happens through her humility. And Mary teaches us so much. I can't go into it all, but the mystery of this is when you look at the image, I want to go from the image head to toes, okay? I want to go head to toes. The first thing you see is, is around her is, is the sun radiating, right? So she's saying, like, I am not the sun in her humility, first thing she's showing you. And then you notice she's, clo she's clothed in a mantle. And on that date, 1531, in December, on the 12th, the way the stars are on there, they line up exactly as the constellations would have been, but they're flipped because it's as if she's looking from heaven to earth. And her hair is parted, and anybody in that culture at the time, if your hair was parted, that would mean you're a virgin. And if you look very closely, the outline of her hair is also a dove, which is forecast by the angel Gabriel, right, when he said, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And another mystery about this image is that when they, they zoomed into her eyes, you can see the reflection of Juan Diego and the bishop that he was, that he was with. And they don't, they don't know how these things happened, but got imprinted into the image. And below, on her neck, there is a little cross. And it's the same cross that the Spaniards, when they came over, they had that cross on their ship when they came over to Mexico. Her hands are together because she's praying that we will accept this message. And it was common in the Aztec culture that if you were pregnant, you would take a black band and tie it around your waist, which means Mary wants to give life. She wants to give life. And her left knee is on that is an image of a volcano. And that was a, a particular flower that was super popular in that time period. But her knee is going forward as if she's dancing. And she's excited to bring peace to where there is an unfortunate amount of sacrificial deaths happening. And then she's also on a crescent moon. And on December 31st, or December 13th, or 12th, excuse me, 1531, that's the exact shape of the moon. And that's a lot of the different gods that they would offer to. And she's also standing, if you look at the way bottom, she's standing on a bird. And there's a particular bird that the Aztec people would offer sacrifice to. And all these symbols throughout this, I could go through about 15 more, but I'm not going to, but all these symbols are to say, enough. I don't want to see people suffering anymore. And shortly after this, when this image, you know, was brought through and people began to study it, in the next 10 years, over 8 million people converted to Catholicism were baptized into the faith. That's like having Pentecost for 10 years straight. I can't even imagine how many baptisms must have happened. But again, 
this is why the, the Hispanic culture has such a huge devotion to Our Lady, but she's also the patroness of the United States. She's a patroness of evangelization. And they have such a huge devotion to her because they would not know Jesus if it wasn't for Mary, but that's not so far from the Hispanic people as it is to us because we too should have a devotion to Mary because it's through Mary's yes that you and I receive a Savior. And if she would have said no, God only knows where we would be. God only knows where we would be. And as you receive communion today, we're called to do with the Marian consecration, we'll all do it together. We're called to consecrate ourselves to Jesus through Mary. But it's always important to sacramentalize things because so often we forget we need images. So I'd encourage you to take that image and put it up somewhere where you'll see it every day. If you look for mine from last year, it's on the janitor's closet. I haven't taken it off because I see it every day when I walk into my office, right? And we always have this image facing out towards the campus if you walk past the Newman Center because we know that people need Jesus and they need Mary's intercession a lot. And she's also the patroness of evangelization. So when you're presenting the gospel to people, when you're inviting people to Bible study, you're inviting people into discipleship, we should always be asking for her intercession. Because I don't think any of us can do better than converting 8 million people in 10 years. Those are awesome numbers. That's an oh my God statement, right? So as we ask for her intercession, we're just going to take a moment of silence and just pause and gaze upon that image. And I want you to call to mind all the people that you've tried to invite into discipleship, invite to mass, invite to confession, invite to anything, and give them to her. Because let's just be honest, she is better at it than you and I are. Her rate is the fastest rate. I can't think of a better a better ratio of every 10 years, 8 million new Catholics. That's a pretty awesome thing. And we ask for her intercession. So as we learn from her, if you look at the gospel, it was her who received the message, but she didn't feel sorry for herself because she knew that with God, she, he would give her the grace to do it. She didn't feel sorry for herself. All the people in the Old Testament up to this point when they received something from God, they always felt sorry, like, how can I do this? But that wasn't her question because she went and served right away. And when she was tempted to be prideful, she said, no, no, no. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And there's so much freedom when you don't have to be the Savior. When you just have to say, I point people to Jesus. That's my whole job in life. And if you and I become more and more like Mary, we will be like John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth, and we will leap, we'll leap with joy. We will leap with joy. So we take a moment to let go of the people maybe that we've been frustrated with or we want to, to come to Jesus, and we give them to her. And maybe in a few years, you'll be saying, oh my God, like, what did you do? You're better at it than me. I don't even know why I even did that. And just to let you know, if you do it, if you trust her, you'll have freedom. And who in here doesn't want freedom? Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us.